Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. During the tribulation, people are going to go, and it could be some of you. That you heard all this, you came to church, but you never accepted Christ. And then one day the rapture comes and all the Christians are gone. By the way, this church will be filled with people. But you're going to be here. Can I get the tapes and the DVDs and whatever that Pastor Mark Tucker? Man, this world is gone and I'm, I'm left behind. Do you believe in angels? Sometimes we get mixed up in what we and others believe about the existence of angels over what we and others believe about God Himself. Contrary to what some believe, angels are not dead humans trying to earn their wings. Angels are a unique group of beings created by God for very specific reasons. The Bible is very clear that angels are real, but they're not meant to be the focus of our attention. God sends angels to protect us, give us messages, and even battle for us. So they're just doing the job they were sent to do. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, with part one of our message entitled, Angels, Demons, and People. We're in this amazing series called Living in Two Worlds. And uh, we're going to kind of take a picture behind the scenes of the world of angels. Invisible, invisible. The problem is we pay more attention to visible because feel, touch, see. But it's really an amazing world. Now, the title is Angels, Demons, and People. How do all of these supernatural beings affect us? We're going to learn about angels today. I had enough of Satan last week, so I went to angels today. Is that okay with you? Okay, good. Next week, we'll back to demons, because there's a war going. Remember, when Elisha was here, one day his, his servant came in and said, man, we're done for, the enemy's out there, and we're done for. And Elisha prayed to God, God opened his eyes that he could see the real world. And when he looked, there were angels everywhere. Now, a couple questions for you. What do you believe about angels and why? What do you believe about demons? And why? Where did you get your information? Well, we're going to open God's Word this week and next week, and we're going to teach you about the, these invisible personal beings. Now, you know, even though we don't think about it, if our eyes were open this morning at our campuses, you'd see all kinds of things happening right now in the air. There's spiritual warfare. It's not weird. It has nothing to do with stupid Halloween. It's the real world. Satan doesn't have a red pitchfork. 
He's a real demon. He's a real person. Now, last week, if you missed last week, let me just encourage you to get online, watch the teaching, or get a DVD as you leave today. Last time we learned that God created the universe. He created it initially with sinless angels. And he gave them, like he does all created beings, a free will. Lucifer, a high-ranking angel, a worship leader in heaven, over time decided to rebel against God. He wanted to be worshipped. He didn't want to be second. With that, he was able to convince one-third of those angels to follow him in his rebellion. And Lucifer and one-third of these angels were removed from heaven by God. So our sinless world, which is a world of perfection in heaven, became a battlefield. And Lucifer became, when he came to the earth, Satan. The morning star became the accuser. And he has in his team this morning one-third of those former angels, which are called demons. So we have a battle that's called spiritual warfare. It's simply about two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Everybody is born in the kingdom of Satan with the sin nature. And there must be a time when you choose of your free will to accept Jesus Christ. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You have to be born again spiritually because we're born with a sin nature. So we live in a world of spiritual warfare. And we gave you two keys last week. If you weren't here, write them down this morning. Here's the first two keys you want to write. Spiritual warfare is real. And it's not just about angels and demons. It's about eternal destiny. It's about the consequences of every single person. And it's not only real, it's personal. Satan is after you. He wants to keep you in his kingdom. And we'll see that he's changed his tactics. So in this warfare, we have angels and demons. We have God and we have Satan. Now remember, Satan is no equal to God because he is a created being. So we have two-thirds and one-third. We gave you a math quotation last week, remember? Those of you that are good enough at math, we had an amen there, because two-thirds always beat one-third. Could I hear an amen this morning? Okay, same principle. So what does the Bible tell us about angels? Here's some things to write down. Number one, angels are personal spirit beings. Sometimes people think angels are like, you know, this force or something. No, angels have personality, intellect, emotion, and of course, we already learned, they have a, a, a will, a free will. Now, normally angels are, are not visible to us unless God desires for them to be seen. And when that happens, they always appear a, as a man. And that's the way angels appear to us. Now, angels themselves have superior intelligence to you and me. Because they're working with God. Now, their knowledge is limited because they're not all-knowing as God is. But they know more than you and I do. Angels, when they were created, all the angels that have ever been were created in heaven. They do not marry. 
They do not procreate. So whatever number of angels were there, when it divided two-thirds and one-third, that's what they'll be. And they're also eternal. They will live forever. The demons will live in the lake of fire forever. The angels will live in heaven with us forever. They're created beings. Now, number two, you can write down, angels are powerful and very numerous. Now, we don't really know exactly how many angels. The Bible isn't super specific. But in the book of Daniel, it gives us a little clue. It says there are more than 100 million angels. That's a lot of angels. Now, they're more powerful than humans. In the Bible, we saw one angel went and defeated a whole lot of people. And they're more powerful than you and me. But again, because they're created, they're less powerful than God. Now, when God created the world, he's a, he's a God of order. He's a God of order. And when, when you married... If you're one of these people that has to get the closet just right, the dishes done before you go to bed, how many are like that? Let me, let me see your hands. Okay, 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 good. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, yeah, perfect. Right there they are. The problem is you married somebody that goes, uh, lives life like what? Say la vie. The dishes will be there three months from now. Who cares? Okay. And God up there is going, yeah, baby, what a great thing marriage is. How did you marry that person? Well, God is a God of order. I'm a person of order. It has to be like this. It has to be. See, I'm godly. <laughs> oh, no, you're not ungodly. That's just the way it is. Just have fun with your marriage. So God is a God of order. That's why the church service is in order. Okay, now. What do you need to write down with that? Here it is. Angels, angels have rank in organization. In the Bible, we're told in Timothy and Titus how to do church. We're told in the book of Acts how to do church. There's rank and order in the church, pastors, elders, so forth. Now, notice this verse in Colossians, Colossians 1.16. For by him, God, all things were created. Things in heaven, things on the earth. Here's our series, visible, invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. So you see various orders of angels, thrones, powers, rulers, and authorities. We'll see that same structure Next week with demons, what that looks like. Now, as you begin to think about angels, there's a number of them that are named. First thing you might think is Michael, the archangel. He's kind of the chief angel, the head. And he plays a role in the rapture. And he also, and when you get to the book of Revelation, Michael is, is battling Satan and the demons in the book of Revelation. It's an amazing war. Another name that you remember, we're almost to that time, Gabriel. Gabriel, he's another high-ranking angel, and he brought messengers, messages from God to people. Actually, our word for angel means messenger. So you can see Daniel in the Old Testament, the angel came to Daniel to speak to him. Mary, Mary knew that she was going to be the mother of Jesus because what happened? Gabriel came and told her. 
So they are delivering these to us. Now, the Bible also speaks about cherubims and seraphims. So there's all these angels are there. Now, I'm going to give you extra credit, and I want you to, I want you to see this verse. Our world today, even in the church, begins to say to us things that are not biblical. You've even seen it recently. I'm not going to mention the churches. I'm not into that. But I just want to say to you this morning, you did not evolve. You were created by God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, no, no, I, I have a monkey for an uncle. I don't care about your uncle, but he was not a monkey. Now, how do you know that? Take a look at this. For by him all things were evolved. No, created. Look at the last sentence. All things were created by him and for him. Would you write this down this morning? This next thing you're going to see on the overhead is special credit for you. Would you write this down? We are a special creation of God made in his image. We didn't evolve to be in his image. We were made in his image. We're the, humans were the only one made in the image of God. Angels are not made in the image of God. Angels can't get saved. We were the only ones made in his image, and we were made to bring glory to God. So we were created by God. Doesn't matter what you read in the newspaper. Doesn't matter what scientists say. There's a lot of stuff with scientists. Fine. Bible's very scientific. But we were supernaturally created by God in his image. Amen. Now, that's extra credit. You just mentioned that to God when you get to heaven. Okay. Now, what do angels do for God? And what do they do for you and me? Well, here we kind of get the simple answer. Psalm 103, 20. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones, who carry out, watch this, his plans, listening for each of his commands. See, here's what you want to write today. Angels are God's messengers, his servants, and they carry out God's plans. You see, that's what they do. They were created to minister and just take God's stuff that he wants to do with people and just help God with all that. They're servants. They come with messages. They, you'll see moment. They come with encouragement. They do all of these things for God. Now, you, I've asked you to turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Let's look at verse 14. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 in your Bible. Therefore, I'll read it out of the New Living Translation. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits, the invisible world, sent to care for people. Angels have to do with you and me, who will inherit salvation. You see, angels are awesome and useful to God. They are ministering spirits and they work with God to not only save men, but then they work with Christians. Now, I want you to look at me because it's very important you see this word. Angels are sent only, with rare exception, for another reason you'll see that later, angels are only sent to help Christians. So if you're not a Christian this morning, you have no help from angels. You're in the wrong kingdom. You're in the kingdom of demons. 
You'll see that next week. Oh, Pastor Mark, I don't believe that. Well, of course not. You're already deceived. And our world doesn't get that. So, angels are for Christians. That, that's the side that uh, is the kingdom of God, and they minister to you and me. At, during the tribulation, we're getting close to that. There's a seven-year period, and you see the angels are so powerful in their ministry. You see, the main thing the church does is bring people to Christ and then disciple them. We're to, we're to be on mission. Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which is lost. Well, the angels help that in lots of ways. Take a look at this verse from the book of Revelation. Now, th- this is during the seven-year tribulation. Watch what happens. John writes, then I saw another angel flying in the midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth. Who is he going to proclaim the message of the gospel to? To every nation, tribe, language, and people. See, that's the heart of God. During the tribulation, people are going to go, and it could be some of you, that you heard all this, you came to church, but you never accepted Christ. And then one day, the rapture comes, and all the Christians are gone. By the way, this church will be filled with people. But you're going to be here, can I get the tapes and the DVDs and whatever that Pastor Mark Tucker, man, this world is gone and I'm, I'm left behind. You see, in that time, God might go, I told you, you didn't accept it, it's over. No, God's a God of grace. So what happens is he sends angels and this angel goes throughout the world proclaiming what? The good news. Jesus paid it all. Get right. Also, 144,000 Jews become born-again believers, and they go out through the world. See, that's the heart of God this morning. Do you understand how much God loves people? That's his heart. So angel will even have that opportunity during the tribulation time. It's God's final call to grace. Now, What kind of things do angels do? I'm going to go through this quickly. It's not a big deal, but you'll see them as you go through the Bible. Number one, they rejoice at our conversion. The Bible says this, that when a person comes to Christ, the angels go, way to go, baby, way to go. I mean, with people coming to Christ all over the world, they're pretty busy, constantly. When you accept Jesus Christ, they know that's amazing because you're going to be in heaven with them. So they rejoice. Number two, They provide physical protection and provision. I'll talk about that in a moment. We see angels all the time protecting. Elisha was an example. They give direction from time to time. Philip was an evangelist. He's in a town and a great revival is going and an angel comes to him and says, hey, go to the desert. Say what? He went to the desert. There was one man, an Ethiopian eunuch who didn't know about Christ. He leads him to the Lord, and Ethiopia became uh, impacted by the gospel. So uh, they assist in answering prayer. You'll see that today big time in our teaching. They deliver words of encouragement. Anybody ever hear a nerd of word of encouragement? I had somebody come to me after the first service. They said, I was praying this morning that I would get a word of encouragement in in the situation, and you gave us two words of encouragement. Hallelujah. See, we need that. And the last one, help in coming to salvation. One day in Caesarea, there was a, a, a soldier, actually a head, and he was Gentile. He had left paganism, and he was trying to find God. So he's praying to God, whatever. And one day an angel comes to this unbeliever. Remember, I said normally to believers, but he comes to the unbeliever for a reason. And he says, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers. 
And here's what I want you to do. Go, go and send your men to get Peter from Joppa. And Peter comes back and gives the gospel to the whole family. The whole family gets saved. They bring all their neighbors in. And all of that took place for one reason. So this man could accept the gospel. Now, sometimes I don't understand God's ways. Anybody out there get confused sometimes by God's ways? Yeah, because God's ways are not our ways. I mean, really. Let's, let's think about it. Okay, God, here's an angel. Why don't you tell the angel to give the message to Cornelius? Here's, here's how to get saved. Jesus came and died for your and I said, let's kneel down right here. He doesn't do that. He sends for Peter. Peter has to travel three days to get here. That's a privilege. See, angels weren't given to take the gospel to your neighbor. You were moved next door to them for that reason. Do you get it? At work, all these new people moving in. Why are they in your place of work? Why are they there? So that we can give them the gospel. Rarely does God use angels. He'll do it in the, in the, in the tribulation period because most Christians are dead. They were killed when they accepted Christ. They're in heaven. So understand, we have this great privilege. Now, here's, here's the big one. We're going to divide the church. You ready for it? Okay. Do Christ followers have a guardian angel? How many believe you have a guardian angel? Okay. How many don't believe you have a guardian angel? Come on. Be how many don't think at all? Okay. That's good. Well, let me read you a few verses. See that you do not look down on... This is Jesus speaking. I'm one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels... In heaven, always see the face of my Father in heaven. Psalm 91, 11. For he will command his angels, plural, concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Hebrews 1, 14, we just read it. Therefore, angels, plural, are only servants, spirits sent to care for people. Now, these verses remind us of a couple of things. That God surrounds Christians with angels, a host of angels, to protect us, to go before us. I remember, and I don't remember the age, I was probably six or seven or eight or maybe even five, I don't remember. But one day I was with my dad in the car. I was in the back seat, my dad was up front, we were talking back and forth. And uh, I had gum in my mouth. And I was going to throw my gum out the window. So I rolled down the window and threw my gum out. The problem was, it wasn't the window, uh, it was the car door. And I fell out right on the road, on the cement road. And the car door's open and my dad's driving for a half mile. He's talking to me. Where's my kid? He's not in the back. So he comes back to get me. Take about five or ten minutes to come back and get me. I'm laying in the street, bang my head, and no car ran over me. Now, I never saw the angel, but I think he had to be close by. I'm thinking he's saying, you stupid kid. In today's message, Pastor Mark talked to us about the lighter side of spiritual warfare. Angels are more pleasant to talk about than Satan and demons, but take note. They are more powerful than humans and more numerous. Daniel says there are more than one million angels. God created all of the angels and has organized these angels into rank. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark continues to teach us about angels and their special roles that God has created them to do. They rejoice when someone becomes a Christ follower. They battle spiritual battles and give us protection and they give us direction as well. God surrounds us with angels to protect us and give us words of encouragement. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for